Welcome back to Weird Distractions Podcast, a podcast where we chat true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, and just a weird bag of shit to hopefully provide you a distraction from everyday life. I'm Alex. And Christy. And we are talking spooky shit today. Also, can you believe this is episode 15? It's been that many already. It's been that. Time flies when you're talking about weird shit, let me tell you. Yes. Isn't I can't it? believe it's been, that, it's been that many so far. I know. Just like I, yesterday, we started. It feels like yesterday we were ordering our mics off Amazon, and we we're like, <laughs> oh my god, we're going to do this. Like, this is it. Oh my god, this is real. This is real. Um, what is your reason, or what is your need to distract yourself? My need... Oh, I feel like it's always... Well, <laughs> people are work, because it's just both are people. Whatever. I don't like people. It's fine. I don't like people. Um, this week is... So they've fully gone, like balls to the walls with this construction outside my door on main street of cottage country and i'm like you close the road on canada day why did you start that day of all days that was a bad move and then just today i was was over driving with people i drove through three different like tourist hub towns and i was like just get me home or get me to work i was over it so my distraction is from people (laughs) honestly i feel like that's also my distraction once again um, I feel like my patience right now, I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if it's because it's summer and it's hot. I, I just, I don't know what it is, but my patience with people and talking to people is so thin. It's so thin. <laughs> like someone could be like, Hey Alex, how's it going? And I honestly just want to be like, fuck off. I don't want to talk to you. Like just <laughs> kick rocks, leave me the F alone. I don't. I don't want to, I don't want to have this conversation. And it's kind of concerning because I talk to people for a living, if you haven't heard. Um, <laughs> so it's not really the greatest time for me to be working, I feel like. But you know what? We get by with a little help from weird shit. Am I right? Right. Right. Also, I'd really appreciate it if you don't do that to me. Don't tell me to fuck off. <laughs> no. I feel like I can never tell someone, like, I actually care about to fuck off. Unless Just it was people like, you want to talk to. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, so for example, I had an appointment uh, scheduled with a client today for 2 p.m. And she's just been like, not in a good headspace, like very angry, very like, I'm going to vent at you. And I'm not going to listen to your uh, like suggestions or like your coping strategies or anything. I'm just going to yell at you. And nothing is going to help you. Nothing is. No, let me fun fact or like take away from this episode. Nothing will help you if like, no, you won't feel better by yelling at someone. You should just probably take a moment, be mindful, mindful of how you feel, accept those feelings and then let that shit go. Like let it go. Help yourself. Help yourself before. Yeah. Before you, you know, attack the whole population. Anyways. And so I texted her this morning. I was like, hey, are we still okay to talk today at two? And she's like, actually, like, can we connect next week? And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm not in a good mood. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> you know, and she's a lovely person. I, I don't, you know, I I wouldn't say I'm the person that, like, talks shit about clients because I do love my job at the end of the day. But I just, there are aspects about my job sometimes that do get to me. I'm human. I... No, yeah, it can totally be very draining when it's oh. you your own life going on and everyone's just trying to, like, I don't know, vent or take things from you. And you're like, I don't, I only have so much to give. I'm sorry. I only have so much to give. And not only that, but 
I'm finding the more stressed out I get, the more cold sores I get, which is another need. Another reason why I need a good paranormal distraction is because this is the third cold sore I've had on top of my lip, I think, in the last, like, two weeks. That's what we're and it's disgusting. I hate it. It's gross. No, I did not get it from, you know, doing gross stuff. It's genetic. <laughs> Don't ask me. They're stress-induced. <laughs> They're literally stress-induced. And it's funny because, so my dad gets them too. So when my dad's really stressed out, he gets cold sores. Mm-hmm. So every time I go see him and I have a cold sore, he's like, honey, what's stressing you out? I'm like, the fact that this is passed down genetically and I just... I just ate it. <laughs> why, why did I get cold? I'm noticing that you gave me a cold sore, so I'm getting a cold sore because I keep thinking about you giving me cold sores. <laughs> why is this, like, I, I had, like, <sighs> some people are like, oh, sometimes I get, like, or sometimes, sometimes I get really stressed out and, like, I cry, or sometimes I get stressed out and, like, my stomach hurts. So I get all of that, plus herpes. <laughs> <laughs> plus herpes doesn't matter, which is just not fun. Live your best life, it's fine. <laughs> Living my best life. Anyways, are you ready for some spooky shit? Spook me. Spook me, baby. Spook (laughs) me. So this week, we are chatting about the McRaven Mansion. Which is down down in Mississippi. That was my Mm. shitty attempt at a southern accent. Because I was going to say. As, as you might need to be reminded, we are from Canada. <laughs> we attempt all things and fail at them. It's fine. Fail at them. But let me tell you, I can point you to the nearest Tim Hortons, no problem. With that accent again, stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Nick Raven Mansion is located in Mississippi, as I mentioned, on Harrison Street. And actually got its name because it was formerly known as McRaven Street. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Keep that in your noggin. Um, and in terms of where in Mississippi, because it's not just randomly Mississippi, it's in Vicksburg, Mississippi, which mm-hmm. apparently Vicksburg as itself is a super big paranormal hotspot. Ooh. Why? We'll get people to People die. <laughs> well, yes, a lot. A lot of people died, which I feel like I love when places are like, oh my gosh, it's really haunted. Yeah, yeah. It's like, or, no, it's really haunted because people died there. It's like, yeah, but people die everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere's fucking haunted. <laughs> everywhere's fucking haunted. If you use the right energy, everywhere can be haunted. Am I right? Um, all right. So originally called Walnut, Walnut Hills, uh, built by Andrew Glass in 1767. This house was originally built with only a kitchen and a room above it. Oh, that's it. So, yeah, that's it. So okay. simple. Modern living. Actually, you know what? In today's like in today's world, that is called small house living. That's like called little... a nice apartment in New York. I don't know. <laughs> we say as if we know. I don't know. I can't afford <laughs> that shit. <laughs> can't afford to live there. Are you kidding me? Um. So Andrew was reportedly a highwayman, which is apparently what they called someone who would steal from travelers. So, for example, like he would these kind of these kind of people would essentially like prey on people like passing by towns they would i don't know kidnap them maybe i don't know uh but essentially they'd steal from them right um but this has kind of been argued on some records sorry on one website said he wasn't a highwayman and some it says he was i think there was one that said he was maybe like a police officer or sheriff 
So That's completely opposite, but okay. Very opposite. I like the story of the highwayman because it just sounds badass. I mean, it's awful. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here for it, but it's more it's more tea. More tea. You know what I mean? No shade. More tea. No tea, no shade. Um, or sorry, more tea, no shade. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm already getting mixed over my words and we're not even like at the ghost point but more on the house the way that andrew built the house was essentially with no stairs so there were no stairs from the kitchen to the upstairs bedroom Outside, well he had a drop down ladder from his bedroom window oh, okay that way yes that way no one could come in and you know try and kill him for all the shit he did so Andrew would actually die in the home. Like, he is the first death that we're aware of. Okay. According to the podcast, and that's why we drink. M, one of the hosts, uh, stated that apparently Andrew went home after after a fight broke out and was struggling bad with his wounds. So he had his wife, quote unquote, finish the job by cutting his wrists so he could bleed out. Well, that's a little overboard. Right? However, I recently watched the Ghost Adventures show, um, episode of this, sorry, and we'll get to more details from the Ghost Adventures episode. Where they say that apparently his wife was really jealous because I guess he was having affairs with other women and okay. she slit his throat. That Either could be possible. Right? Either way, Andrew died. So, not great. Um, then we jump to 1836 when Sheriff Howard bought the house and added a dining room, a stairwell, a patio, and another bedroom. So he, Sheriff Howard comes in and adds more to the home, which, great, we love an addition. We love a renovation, we love an addition. Let's make this an actual home. So the sheriff's wife, Mary Elizabeth, who is only 15 at the time. Okay died in the newly built bedroom giving childbirth that's unfortunate I don't know if the baby made it like i don't there's oh. no report the baby so like hopefully um so fun fact though the bed that mary elizabeth died in is actually still in the house to this day i hope it changed the sheets right <laughs> oh my god do you imagine if they there was a there's a show i saw on youtube and there was this lady who lived in a hundred-year-old house, I think somewhere in England. Mm-hmm. And she literally kept it the same without cleaning or touching it for, like, 50 years. Like, since no she moved cleaning. in. No cleaning. Ooh, that's a lot of dust. A lot of fucking dust. Like, you breathe, and it just... <laughs> like, just dust. <laughs> uh, now we're going to jump to 1849, when John H. Bob... Uh, bought the house he would add more to the home after purchasing it uh, and actually at this point it was referred to as the bob house his name is john bob john bob okay (laughs) and so it's b-o-b-b b-o-b-b you gotta be special too okay (laughs) not two b's three b's Um, okay john bob so later when it became, a, like, later when the home became a historical landmark, it was actually registered as the Bob House. Bob would go on and build the third part of the house. Which include a parlor, a men's changing area. Not a woman's, not a unisex, just a men's, which, like... Sexist. Sexist. Um, the master bedroom and another staircase. So we got more stairs. Thank God. Turned into a mansion. 
turn to a big old house. Um, so during the siege of Vicksburg, which happened in 1863 during the Civil War, the McRaven Mansion was used as a Confederate field hospital and campsite. So Bob was still there, but like there were people coming in and out. There were people camping by. There was a lot of shit going on, including cannon blasts to the house. Oh, they're trying to like kill yeah. people inside. Okay. Yeah. Um, but overall, like, so the house took some blows, but like it didn't demolish the house. Like when I think of a cannon blast, I think one cannon would probably destroy like half of my house. I feel like my house isn't built well, but that's just me. Uh, and I feel like a house built way back in what, 1779, 1767, you know, I I don't know how like sturdy that shit was, but still stands. So mystery, mystery. but back to good old Mr. John Bob, we're going to talk about some drama that happened. So on spill the tea, (laughs) spill the tea. On May 18th, 1864, after Vicksburg had fallen to Union forces. So I don't know much about the Civil War. Once again, we're from Canada. We don't get taught much about the states in public schools. Don't get taught much in fucking hair street class. (laughs) Nope. Um, But essentially it was the Union soldiers versus uh, the Confederate soldiers, which the McRaven House, as mentioned, was predominantly Confederate, if not all Confederate, right? Mm. Um, Which Confederate see that whole aspect i try to look into it without blowing like my brain in terms of information Mm -hmm. i i don't i need to get more educated on it is essentially what i'm saying but um back to may 18th 1864 after vicksburg had fallen to union forces john bob noticed a group of six drunken union occupant soldiers picking flowers from his garden which like that sounds like a lovely picture. Like, I just picture, I mean, obviously he's Confederate, they're Union, not great. But, like, can you picture six drunk guys just picking flowers from a garden? Do, do, do. Oh, let me just pick these flowers from my wife or whatever. Look at, look at this daisy. Look how beautiful it is. Oh, my God, it looks so great near my front window. Yes, Kevin. Oh. So great. Put it behind my ear. <laughs> exactly. So John being, you know, John, you know, John, um, he asked them to leave in which they said, eh, no, not leaving. And they continued to pick the, his flowers. So he chucked a brick at them and knocked a sergeant to the ground. Oh, hell no. Which like, really? You're going to throw bricks because someone's picking fucking flowers? Okay. Weird flag. it's you and then another group of guys. Like, it's just yeah. you. Six versus one, buddy. That's not a great ratio. Um <laughs> So the Union soldiers went back to their federal commander and returned back to the McRaven mansion to confront John Bob with 25 Union troops. So now it's like 25 to 1. They took Bob 100 yards away from the house to Stout's Bayou, where they shot him in the back and the face. See See you later. Bye. So that's death number three nearby yes. or around this property. So McRaven Mansion was then sold to William Murray in 1882. He and his wife, Ellen, raised their seven children there. William would die there in 1911, followed by his wife in 1921. One of their daughters, Ida, would die there in 1946, and one of her brothers, don't know the name unfortunately, would die there in 1950. Where so did they die from? 
I have no idea, unfortunately. Sounds like a sickness. <laughs> well, you know, it's the early 1900s. I'm not convinced that it probably wasn't some form of disease or or maybe even old age or you know what let's stir the pot maybe there was another murder who knows who knows we can speculate wildly but unfortunately the internet does not know much more than what i was able to find (laughs) at this point we've got i believe seven reported deaths and that yeah and that doesn't include like confederate soldiers that died on the property union soldiers that died on the property like during the hospital or whatever exactly and i will say this is kind of a gross white people moment um there were slaves apparently on site they probably weren't treated great i don't know if any of them died during the civil war before after like whatever but like gross don't like it probably unfortunately White people suck. After the cluster of deaths, uh, William and Ellen's other daughters, so like the two that I can find that survived, um, out of the seven, uh, Ellen and Annie lived alone in the unupdated home uh, until Ella died in 1960 when she was 82. So when I say unupdated home, I mean like they had a Still cannibal holes? <laughs> Just a just a big old cannonball hole. That's actually the window. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but great view. <laughs> yeah, great view. Beautiful selling point. High feature. But essentially, like they didn't update the home at all. They actually didn't do any work to the home. Like they didn't even really keep up with the maintenance of the home. The mm. only thing that they added was a telephone. So they had like no updated plumbing, wiring. All that kinds of stuff. Ella and Annie were unwed. They didn't have kids. And the only other person they really saw was their doctor, Dr. Walter Johnston. So Annie ended up selling the home after her sister died and moved into a nursing home to live there for the rest of her life. So as mentioned, the home was not doing great at this point. It was in such a bad state because of how long it went uh, without upkeep or repair that neighbors and other residents actually had no idea it was still standing. Like, no one around had any idea this house was still kicking. Apparently, the upstairs portion of the home, so, like, the upper story, Mm -hmm. was overgrown with vines and just not... Like, it was was in disrepair. Case in Mm -hmm. point. Bad news bears. Not great. So, a lot of the antique furniture from its early days were reportedly chopped up by Annie and Ella for firewood, but there was quite a bit that they did keep in the home. So like some of the antiques. Yeah, like some of the some of the antiques I think were lost, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Um and that's kind of like goes to show like I don't think they left the house. I think these two are really fascinating for me and I wish I knew more about them because I just find it so interesting when people kind of like hide away from society and like how they make do without having to leave the house because I, too, would like to know how to do that without needing some form of social connection. Yeah, like, it's somewhat kind of the world ending right now. So, like, you want to be a little (laughs) doomsday prepper with the world ending. Exactly. Um, So, the home was sold before the end of 1960 to the Bradway family. So, in case you haven't picked up, this house switches hands a lot. And it's going to keep switching hands. A lot. A lot. So with a heat ton of cosmetic restoration, the McRaven Mansion was opened for home walking tours 
a year later after its purchase. The Broadway, the, sorry, the Broadways would sell the home, switching orders again in 1979 to the Harveys, who closed the house down after obviously the home walking tours, um, mm-hmm. and took a year to restore it back to its quote unquote authentic glory. So they did a super intense re-restoration of the home, including fixing plumbing, wiring, plastering, uh, reproducing original carpeting from like when the house was first built, or I like from so. yeah, from like when whoever put carpeting in put carpeting in. Like they did so much work to get this house to look kind of what it was like back mm-hmm. back when that it's insane and. It's funny because each, so, like, there's three parts of the house, and each part of the house was built in, like, a different decade or, like, a different, like, type of style. So, like, okay. you have it from when, like, in the 1700s, 1700s when Andrew Glass built it, but then you also have it from when uh, Sheriff Howard built it, and then you also have it from when John Bob was there. That's true. Yep. Lots of additions. Lots of additions, lots of different styles. So, like, they, the Broadways really wanted to, or, sorry, the Harveys, oh, so many names. The Harveys really wanted to have each part of the house reflect each time it was built in, which, like... That's kind of cool. It's so cool. But the the Harveys wouldn't keep the house. Uh, (laughs) So... The house would actually see a new owner in 1984. Um, a man by the name of Leland French would purchase the home and continue to restore, like restore it to, you know, working condition. But he mm-hmm. would actually live in the house. And this is a fun fact because not many, uh, not many, yet, well, yeah, not many people that bought the house actually lived in the house. A lot of people would like do all these renovations and shit, but they'd actually live somewhere away and have neighbors kind of like, check tab or like keep tabs on the house to make sure people weren't breaking in so leland was the first person i believe since do 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 since the whole family brewers died there yeah so since the murrays lived there i think i think he was the first one since then so like we're talking 1984 to 1882 jeez yeah like so that's, that's a long ass time so um, he he tried like when French was there he did try to make the house more modern like a little bit like not mm-hmm. over the top but he like I think for the most part I think he tried to keep things the way that they were yeah. um, he, so according to some reports uh, during a dig investigation in 2000 so when I believe Murray was still there uh, there were enough human bones found on the property to make up 11 bodies just 11? Just 11. Okay. And, like, it wasn't like, oh, they found, like, 11 full skeletons. It's they found up enough bodies that you could potentially make up to 11 people. Hmm. Um, so if that wasn't, like, creepy as shit is enough, yeah. there have been some reports that Leland would hold and practice some occult rituals in the home while there, to the point where an exorcism was actually needed of the home because of how much... Because of how many fucking portals this guy opened. Or because of the portal he opened. Mm-hmm. Right? And once again, unless you were a trained, experienced, well-versed person, don't open portals. Like, just leave them. Leave them be. And if She's you do open, get out. Yeah, if you do open a portal and you experience some stuff, just let us know. Because, like, that'd be kind of cool to talk about. Anyways, so... 
jump to 2007. Great time to be alive, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> Leland put the home up for sale for $1.75 million. Holy. He, at this point, apparently, according to some reports, he had it boarded up. He had boarded up the house and actually left, and it would just sit on the market until 2015. What? So, yeah. So he just, like, because at this point, and I'll get to it eventually, but at, at this point, like, he was experiencing so many different, like, paranormal like, things to the point where he was getting injured that, like, he had to leave. Like, he was just like, mm-hmm. fuck this shit, I'm out, I need to go. Like, it was becoming unsafe. But, I mean, that's why you don't open portals, buddy. Buddy old pal friend of mine. Like, that's why you just, you just don't. You brought the shit upon yourself. Well, yeah, not to say, like, you asked for it, but you kind of did. Uh, so, in August 2015, Stephen and Kendra Reed purchased the home. They reopened it for both historical and ghost tours. Uh, the Reed family has also dug up human remains, as mentioned, while being there, including an amputated femur that was cut with super precision. So, like, they think it might have been... femur? Yeah, femur. Ooh. Yeah. Apparently, like, some people think that it was cut with such good precision that obviously... Well, not obviously, I'd say that as if, like, everyone should know, but that they think think it might have been from when it was the civil war hospital and like camp oh, like okay. back in john bob's day you know john bob you know john bob john bob house yep um so some speculate the death count on the property to be more than what i've probably already stated as mentioned uh due to the civil war and due to andrew glass's potentially reported career path of robbing and murdering people not to mention this was a this was a path through the tra- uh, trail of tears, which I believe has something to do with the slavery movement. I could okay. be wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. at the end of all of this, what you need to know is that this land, this property, and the house have seen a lot of death. And you know what that means? Spooky ghosts. Spooky ghosts. I'm going to break this down kind of room by room, and then I'm going to kind of get into, like, some miscellaneous stuff before I get into, like, the Ghost Adventures episode. Okay. Bear with me. We're here for a spooky time, and potentially a long time. All right, so we'll start off with Andrew's room. So this room has been noted as the most active spot uh, due to it being part of the original building, obviously. And not to mention, like, how many people died there. So we know Andrew died there, but we don't know if he brought people back to this home and killed them there. Like, we don't, we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And even when it was in the Civil War, like, fuck, who knows if someone died in there during then. I mentioned there was slavery, or slavery, there were slaves there. We don't know if they had any impact while being there. Like, we, we just don't know, unfortunately. But it's a hot spot. So according to one report, there was a chair in the room that apparently lifted up from the floor and slammed down in front of somebody. Uh, outside of the room, at one point during the Ghost Adventures uh, investigation, they caught an EVP of a man saying, I've come to die. Which, like, <laughs> which, like, ugh. Not great. Then we're going to move from Andrew's room to Mary's room and Mary Elizabeth um, as a whole. Andrew's room might be the most active, but the other bedroom upstairs where Mary Elizabeth passed away is also super active. And Mary Elizabeth is known to be the most active spirit in the home itself. She is known to be seen in the dining room and on the staircase, like full body apparitions. Um, 
According to some reports, uh, lights turning on and off by themselves in her former bedroom. Um, people have also experienced like just hearing a woman's voice. Once again, full body apparitions that fit Mary Elizabeth, Elizabeth's description, along with body impressions in beds. So like, it looks like somebody's laid down in the bed and people come in they're like, no one else has been here for like seven hours. Like who, who the fuck was taking a nap? So we speak, right? Yeah. Um, so some of the previous owner's personal belongings are display in the home, including Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth's wedding shawl. Some reports claim that people have touched the shawl and stated that it felt super hot before it flew out of their hands. Good. Which, like, fabric doesn't feel hot unless you leave it in the sun. So if it's in a room, it's shaded, whatever, you have it in your hands, it feels hot. Ooh, not great. Turn on the AC or something. Yeah. Well, and just don't touch it. <laughs> like, do you want the spooky vibes? I don't think so. Do you want spooky vibes or not? Because if you don't, then don't touch it. So once again, during the Ghost Adventures investigation, one of the two tour guides uh, that joined the investigation appeared randomly upstairs while Zach and the other tour guide were up there and said, like, out of the blue, she's like, I have to go in her room and like points towards Mary Elizabeth's room. Uh, before passing by Zach to go into it. Like, I, I watched this not long ago, and he's like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? She's like, yeah. And just kind of, like, bolt into the room. And then she, like, ran, like, this tour guide randomly just kind of stood by the bed quietly and just, like, out, like, weird, glossy over days, just, like, staring. That's weird. Right? So the staircases, as mentioned, um, apparently Leland had, like, Leland French, uh, former owner, had claimed that he saw the apparition of William Murray on one of the staircases and was later chased by this apparition. And as mentioned, people have also seen Mary Elizabeth on the staircase as well. I'd like to get chased by ghosts, that's fine. See? I don't know. It depends. <laughs> like, if the ghost and I were playing tag, yeah, I'm sure. for it. Whatever. It's come to, like, I don't know, possess me or kill me? Then maybe not, I guess. No. I guess. No. So, speaking of Leland, he, as mentioned, there was a lot of, he, how do I put this? Some people think he opened a couple portals, maybe one, maybe two, maybe seven. We don't know. Um, <laughs> Too many. <laughs> but there was a lot of shit that apparently went down when he was there. So, apparently, he was pushed down at one point by such force that he, like, fell face first and broke his glasses. And at that point, he, I guess he was trying to, like, get up. And apparently, he reportedly felt that someone had a heavy boot on his back. So he was pushed by a force. No one else was around. It was just him in the house. He falls, lands on his face pretty pretty hard, like a good old thump. But then as he's, like, trying to get up, it what feels on like his weight on him. So he, he's, like, struggling. Then apparently there was another time where he actually broke his thumbs when a strong force closed a drawer on him. I guess he was, like, I don't know, opened up a drawer and was, like, looking through. And the drawer, without anybody else around, supposedly closed on his thumbs and he broke both of them. And he's a mainstream force, so, like, shatter your thumbs in a drawer. Right? Mm -hmm. So it was also reported that Leland would state that he would always hear voices and spirits around the home. Stuff like this could explain why he, when he left in 2007, he boarded up the home and just, like, peaced before it sold. Like, he was just like, nope, mm -hmm. bye, gone. Like, don't want to be I'm here out, anymore. Out no more yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Which, like, I, as someone that doesn't like pain, <laughs> I, I, like, if I was being... I'm going to use the word abuse. Well, no, it's not appropriate. If I 
if I was being hurt by a goat, you damn right I'm moving out. Like, I'm not sticking around. I, I don't care if it sells. Just be like, what the fuck's going on? Bye. Bye. I'm fucking leaving. Um, so some kind of miscellaneous stuff that's also been reported um, includes people obviously hearing voices that don't belong to anyone in the tour or anyone around them. Footsteps, knocking, tapping, banging, whispers, door slamming, lights going on and off. Objects moving by themselves, alarm clocks going off at all hours for absolutely no reason, which that would piss me off. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, I want some fucking sleep. Yeah. Um, and apparently, if you take a p- picture of the mirror, like I guess there's a mirror somewhere, I think it's on the main floor. But if okay. you take a picture of yourself in the mirror, you can see, like, there's been some people who've gone back and been like, yeah, I, there's somebody standing back behind me in this picture. And you can see, like, an apparition of somebody in the background. Oh, what's that thing where, like, that, there's been stories, like, where you stand in front of a mirror and you say someone's name three times. Bloody Mary. Yes. I was like, that just makes me think of something. Bloody Mary. Okay, okay stop. <laughs> You're not in front of a mirror, so that's oh. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and also, um, I don't know if people noticed, but we're back on Skype just because couldn't get together tonight. And we got too plans far. on the Way too far. Um, but I think our next recording, so this is 15. Yeah, yeah. I think the next couple will be together, though, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. So, so, I think so. Yeah. So just ride the Skype wave with us, if you will. You thought the mirror was bad, so apparently there's been a tour guide who has reported being picked up and chucked across the hall as well. Oh, just a little, so little like, fly. Levitated off the ground and just yeeted down the hall. It just yeeted. Yeeted. I don't know if I'm using that term right, but... <laughs> You're going to pretend you are. Whatever, the youths are saying it, so I'm just oh, trying to we get... We are in. youths, you need to stop that. <laughs> I'm actually 87. Anyways, um... So back to, and that's why we drink, uh, M played an EVP of a woman talking, which, so I listened, like, obviously I listened to the episode, mm-hmm. duh, getting my information, some of my information from, but when you listen to the actual recording, it sounds like, you know, if you or I were in a room, it sounds like I just recorded you saying something, no. but no one else was talking at that time. So like, I guess they made a, they made a comment or something. And then, like, a couple seconds pass, and then this statement comes out, but no one else. So I don't know, like, if there was a woman in the room or what the situation was. But it wasn't You're anyone alone. that. You were alone. But there were, there was no one in the room that stayed this or said anything at this point in time. So apparently, and as I heard, you can hear a woman saying, that's a funny old clock. Like I guess random the same. Super random. Um, apparently, it can be found on YouTube. So I'm assuming if you look up um, McRaven Mansion Woman EVP mm. Clock, I don't know. I didn't look into it because I, I just felt like, and that's why we drink covered it. And I was like, well, you know, they got me. They said something, but not super spooky. Just a clock, so me. Could you imagine? That is the most horrifying thing of this whole entire episode. <laughs> That's a funny old talk. <laughs> You're so uh, scary, you ghost. <laughs> you so scary. You're so silly. Oh my god. Just trying to spook me all the time. Oh. <laughs> How weird, right? Anyways, so now we're going to get into the Ghost Adventures actual like episode. And they actually did 
it was kind of cool. So Ghost Adventures actually did like a whole special series. Like I think there's like three episodes where they did three different investigations in Vicksburg because it's that fucking haunted that they could do that. Um, and I know some people like some people don't really like ghost adventures like or don't like ghost shows as it is. And if you don't like them, then I don't really know why you're listening to us because like, <laughs> you know, you know. But I will say like I've I've watched their show for so long that like I love mm-hmm. them. But anyways, Zach Beggins. Zach Beggins. So even though the Reed family quotes that they feel like the house is haunted, but not by demonic or malicious, malicious, the fun word to say, malicious entities. When the Ghost Adventures crew was there, it kind of seemed like a bit of a different story. Um, Mm. And it should be noted that the Reed family doesn't actually live in the home because it's haunted. Hmm. Yeah. So you but wonder it, which way which way is true. Yeah. And like it's kind of similar to like Rolling Hills Asylum. Like I know when we went there, we were told specifically like there's no demonic or like malicious ghosts. But mm-hmm. I remember watching or like seeing a couple different things and like I don't know if it's just for Hollywood or whatever, but like they sometimes like, oh, there's a spirit and he's known to like be a dick. I don't know. Like, like that. You can, like touch people or yeah. or yeah, be rude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? Who knows? So some of the tour guides during the Ghost Adventures investigation reported that they often experience paranormal encounters on the regular. Like, one of the investigators was like, "I work here four days a week, and every like out of those four days, I experience experience at least one thing a day." Hmm. Although so- things. Yeah, you know, just a little haunted. Um, Although things seem to be, like, nice and friendly for the most part, things, I guess, took a dark turn for the tour team. Um, When one of, like, as mentioned, when one of the tour guides was chucked across the hall. Mm -hmm. So I think things were fine and dandy, and then all of a sudden, you know, homebody got yeeted down the hall by a ghost. You wonder if there's always, like, that, like, dark entity there, or if it was, like, a new thing that kind of, like, came over the years, or... Well, so apparently, during that incident where the tour guide got chucked across, like, down the hall, mm-hmm. up or across the hall, sorry, um, another tour guide reported that she felt someone's hand sliding up her thigh and then heard a voice saying, I had you fooled followed by an evil laugh. That's gross. The same tour guide reported that night when she went home and went to bed, she had a dream where she was being chased by an unknown figure and ran past a mirror in the dream. Um, But when she looked in the mirror, she couldn't see her own face, and there was something inside contorting her facial features. Yeah. This whole thing apparently happened either in or near Andrew Glass's room, which, like... I'm going to speculate for a second, but if he was a highwayman or highway mm-hmm. person, yeah, and he was known to, let's say, like, rob people, maybe even murder them, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past that he was maybe just a shitty dude. Right? Like, and what, are you thinking, like, it's him that's doing this, or... I, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't recall if they actually think it's him specifically, okay. uh, but I feel like, you know, maybe speculating wildly. Who's to say? You never know. But speculating wildly, maybe it's Andrew. So, as I mentioned before, the actual Ghost Adventures investigation, they took two tour guides, two female tour guides. Um, they began using the structured light sensor, during, like, right off the bat during the investigation, which is a motion detector that creates kind of like a stick figure-looking image, uh, which okay. shows in human form. So, for example, if I was standing in front of, me, in front of you and you had this uh, device, mm-hmm. I would come up as a stick figure. That's so, kind of terrifying. A little bit, yeah. And it's known to pick up, like, obviously moving entities or, like, moving energies. Sorry, mm-hmm. moving energies, I think, is more appropriate. So, obviously, if you point it and there's something there but no one else is there, it's a ghost. <laughs> Bam. Oh, I say a ghost. <laughs> Bam. Science. Um, so, apparently, I think... I think it was Zach that had the actual device and he was holding it and talking. So he was standing at one point and then the tour guy was standing in front of him and he saw that there was a stick figure on her left side. And, you know, he kept asking like, do you feel anything? What's going on? He didn't tell her that there was a stick figure. Like he didn't tell her that there was something beside her. That's gross. So then the tour guide apparently stated, you know, I feel something's next to me. I feel really cold on, like, the left side of me, like, near my left hand. So then after, he's like, yeah, like, I didn't want to say anything. But, like, there was something there. Like, I saw it. And she's like, yeah, my whole left side got really cold, which is where the thing was. Which, like, <sighs> not cool. I wish you would have told me that I was walked away instead of been like, oh, I just feel cold. And then you're like, there's something beside you. I'm I not going like- to tell you. I feel like I, well, see, I, I, I feel like I would have not wanted to know until after because maybe I was giving off energy for the spirit to, mm. be, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'd be freaked out and be like, guys, why didn't you tell me? But then after I've been like, ah, oh, yeah, okay. It's all for science. I've been like, you better fucking videotape that so I want to see it. <laughs> I want pictures. I want videotape. I wanted Pixar wasn't real. Pixar it didn't happen. <laughs> so of course, as all good, well, I shouldn't say good hauntings. As all hauntings go, one of the telltale signs that a place is fucking haunted is if technology starts going to shit. So for example, the Ghost Adventures crew started experiencing some of these malfunctions. So like fully charged batteries were just dying. Um, like they, I think I might get into it a little bit more, but they essentially like they'd have um, a recorder or a walkie talkie to like talk back and forth to one another. And they just mm-hmm. all died. They'd be fully charged, ready to rock, died. Not only that, but really early on in the investigation, the crew started feeling really different waves of emotion. So, for example, out of nowhere, Zach got really angry and, like, frustrated. Um, I think he was with one of the tour guides, and she's like, yeah, like, I'm feeling, like, not good either. Like, something's up. You know, it, it's well known that spirits, especially, you know, nine times out of ten not positive ones, can mm-hmm. have an effect on people's emotional state, right? So at this point, um, or I think early on as well, they started doing a spirit box session before the spirit box battery died, of course. They were able to catch the word Andrew. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, Andrew. <laughs> it's in that tone. <laughs> in the exact tone, actually. Um, Andrew. <laughs> 
Andrew, which think about it, whose name is Andrew? The first owner. Andrew Glass. Connect the dot. And was he saying his name or is he saying his own name? Is he saying just Andrew in general? I think he was just saying Andrew. Um, <laughs> just to let people know that he was there, you know? So, okay, it, it gets spookier. We're not, we're not even done. Let me tell you. So one of the ghost adventure investigators captures Anomaly, which is essentially like a little white speck that a lot of people believe are spirits, you know, flying over, doing, like, traveling from one place to another. They capture on videotape um, an anomaly over Mary Elizabeth's child crib, which, like, spooky. Um, One of the tour guides was brought into the room where they started to feel heart palpitations. Uh, The others in the room became increasingly frustrated randomly, uh, another one was actually randomly called by her nickname and then was grabbed by the waist and her legs and just like out of nowhere. I think it was one of the tour guides and Aaron, who's one of the ghost adventure investigators. The woman or the tour guide, sorry, that was grabbed by her waist and legs and that was like being called by her nickname automatically shortly after started being called or sorry, displaying some odd behavior Apparently, beforehand, she was, like, super on edge. She was like, oh, my gosh, what the hell? She became super laid back. And then at one point, she's like, you know, I'm feeling really emotional. I'm Like, I, I, I feel like I need to cry. Like, it was very... You're full of rollercoaster emotions. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when calling on Mary Elizabeth, and at this point, they said, you know, Mary... Our, I feel like at one point, I think they said, you know, Mary, can you hear me? You can see in the ghost adventures footage an orb fly by, followed by a loud woman's scream through the spirit box, which then was followed by a voice saying, tonight. You're all dead. It's fine. Yeah. Aaron, who is one of the main investigators, reportedly started feeling a numbness in his left side. To the point where he had actually had to like leave. They were upstairs at this point. He went back downstairs to what they call their nerve center, which is where like most of their technology is and like kind of the hub point. Mm-hmm. They were worried that he was actually having a heart attack. I was gonna say, I hope he's not having a heart attack or a stroke or something. <laughs> he, like he didn't. He was fine, but like he started having symptoms of it, and then mm-hmm. so he left up, left and went back downstairs, and then was fine. So like that's Weird. pretty, yeah, intense, very. So going to the other side of the house, the Ghost Adventures team starts trying to call John Bob. John Bob, you know, you know, John Bob, John Bob from Bob House. Um, In which they hear objects being dragged upstairs in the master bedroom. So they're kind of like, picture this. So they're all kind of like on the stairs facing the upstairs portion where his room used to be. So the master bedroom. And they're Mm -hmm. like, hey, John, like, can you hear us? Are you here? Yada, yada. And they start hearing, like, shifting of furniture upstairs. So they go into the room where they find a table lamp sitting upright on the floor, just randomly. So it was sitting on a nightstand. And, it was and just on the floor. And now it's on the floor, perfectly fine beside it. So as if someone, like... On? No. So it literally was like someone literally just, like, picked it up as if you're going to go, like, dust. Like, you're just moving. Just, like, pick it up and like, boop, on the floor. Yeah, Exactly. Um, they also found pieces. This is what got me. This is what got me really fucked up. They found pieces of brick all over the floor. Which, if you remember, John Bob threw brick at the civil surgeon, uh, sorry, the Union sergeant back in the Civil War. Mm. Right? Interesting. 
they didn't find like it wasn't like a full brick just randomly in the middle of the fucking room it was mm-hmm. literally just like pieces of it which wasn't there before like yeah you know the tour guides were there that day they're like this wasn't here before they mm-hmm. also noticed that there was a table in the room that was somehow dragged across the room and an armoire armoire door i'm saying that wrong probably armoire Thank you. Um, was like the doors of it were wide open, even though they were normally kept closed. Okay. Right. So then they used this device called a paranormal puck. And as Canadians, our minds are probably going like like a hockey puck. No, not a hockey puck. Um, essentially, it's an electronic device that it's. It's kind of like a spirit box in the sense of you can ask questions outwardly and, you know, you get a response. But with this one, you can out- ask questions out loud, but you can also, like, type in your questions into it. Ooh. And then a text response will come up. Ooh, I like that better almost. Right? Because then mm. you, you don't have that, like, the white, the white noise of the... And even like a like, um, spear box, like when they're like scanning through the channels and stuff, it's like so hard to catch like what's what, what's real, what's noise, what's actually is being said a word. I feel like it was BuzzFeed Unsolved that when they were doing a spear box, and I could be totally out of left field, but all of a sudden they're like skipping through the channels and you heard like a little tidbit of a Nickelback song. <laughs> photograph! Look at this photograph! Um, anyway, so... They're, they're using the paranormal puck, and nearby they hear a train go by. So they thought, okay, let's see if the spirit, like the spirits here are intelligent enough to pick up on the surroundings of the house. Mm-hmm. So they asked, what is going by us? In which the word French came up on the punk, on the punk, on the puck. And if you remember, French is the last name of one of its previous owners, Leland French. At that point, when this is going down, the people up in the room could feel like a like a cold breeze go by. Now it should be noted that Leland French isn't dead or wasn't dead during this investigation, um, mm-hmm. but in the moment they're like, "What the fuck? Like this is bonkers." Hang on, we're almost done. I swear. Um, hold on your seats. <laughs> hold on your seats. Um, at this point, the room's temperature drops, so they decide to ask, what did you use to see spirits? In which, on the paranormal puck, the word stones came up. Which, at this point, they think that Leland French might have used crystals to, like, communicate with spirits. I don't... Oh. I honestly, I, I would need, like, I would need to look more into it. Um, because I've never, I, like... People are going to talk to spirits how they want. I just don't know how you use crystals. No. No. I feel like when people get crystals, like, you may have. You have like, them for plants or whatever. Like, just, like, yeah. they give up energy or, like, some kind of something. Like, not, yeah, not for communicating. Yeah, exactly. Um, they then asked, what parts of your body did the spirits use on you? In which the text comes up as ears. Which, if you think about it, Leyland often reported hearing different spirits throughout his time in the home, like living in the home. Mm-hmm. And to wrap this up, overall, the Ghost Adventures crew told the Reeds that they feel like the spirit, the spirits at the McRaven mansion are connected with the staff there. Like, there's some form of connection. Um, and obviously, it's fucking haunted. Like, I don't think... 
you need any more proof than that at this point. So good old resources include Wicca, 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 Wikipedia, uh, the McRaven Mansion website. It also goes by McRaven Home um, or House. I just like McRaven Mansion because it just sounds so fancy. Um, the Clouded in History website, uh, podcast, and That's Why We Drink, episode 128. Um, highly recommend and That's Why We Drink. Actually, that's the first podcast I started listening to. So, like the OG podcast I, I love. Um, and finally, of course, as mentioned, Ghost Adventures, uh, the haunting, Hauntings of Vicksburg special McRaven Mansion, which aired October 7th, 2015. A whopping five years ago. So God knows oh, how much. It's happened since then. Exactly. Christy, hit up the good people with where they can find us, where they can email us, where they can talk to us and tell us all the good news. Where we at. Yeah, you guys can hit us up on a various uh, platforms. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please leave a review. That'd be great. Thanks. Google Podcasts. <laughs> Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and previously, or previously, bleh, recently on Good Pods, please. Good Pods. Or you can email us at Weird Distractions Podcast at Outlook. No. Outlook? Yeah, Outlook. Yeah, I was like, everything I read the wrong. <laughs> Outlook.com. And on Twitter, you can tweet us at Weird Distract I number one. That is Weird Distract I number one. Or on our Instagram, which is at Weird Distractions Pod. Hit us up on our page. Yes. And I would just like to say thank you to everyone that's listened so far. We have over like 400 plays, which is like bananas because when Christy and I did this, we're like, oh, maybe like two of our friends will listen. And we are now, <laughs> apparently, apparently we have listeners in the States, which is like super cool. Uh, United Kingdom, Germany, Australia, Dubai, Belgium, Singapore, and France. Bonjour. Yeah, like, I'm so surprised of like how far away people are like listening. I know, but I love and, it. And like how do they get on to the, like I get to get on to like searching the different topics, like that can be a filter, but I was like, just so random that they're from over there. Know, like, but do I they, like, it. I know a lot of people are like bilingual, but like. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, you know, I, I apologize in advance because, like, I can barely speak English. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, thank you for attempting to listen to us barely speak English. Meanwhile, you know, you've got your own mother tongue that you're trying to speak. Or not trying to speak, that you do speak. But we I'm honestly, like, speak. <laughs> everyone's just trying to speak a certain way, okay? We just appreciate it so freaking much. Um... Like, you have no idea how much we appreciate it. Because the more lessons we get, the more we're like, okay, so we need to do more. We need to put out more. We need to, you know, we need to keep this going. Because obviously... Yeah, like, obviously people enjoy it. Like, we wouldn't get that many listeners or, like, that many plays if people were, like, um, and whatever, don't I can play this. But, yeah, it clearly has some interest. We're doing something, right? Which, like, oh, my gosh. Yay. And, hey, if you're listening from overseas, from Canada, please send us some story recommendations. I mean... I I think both of us now, because you've done ev- an episode as well, like, we mm. have some ideas of, like, future episodes, but hell, like, if you've got something that you want us to cover, whether it's conspiracy theory, true crime, paranormal, and eventually I think we're gonna, I mean, I'm gonna spill the tea now, I think we might go down the folklore avenue, because, like, why not? girl, why not? Um, you know, send it our way, let us know, we can guarantee we'll at least try to cover it to some hopeful degree 
I know we, mm. we have one recommendation that we haven't covered yet, but hopefully will soon. because It's a big one, though. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's a big one. Mm. And there's a Netflix special that Tanner watched without me, so now I have to watch it alone, and I'm just really sad about it. That was rude of him. Absolutely rude. <laughs> Absolutely fucking rude. I know. Divorce, right? Like, hello. Um, not married, but, but okay. <laughs> you need a ring before you get the lawyer, right? But all in all, we're just trying to say we're super appreciative of everybody. We're super appreciative of other podcasts that have also boosted us and provided us input and advice. Yes, Uh, please. Yes. Thank you. Like just it's it's phenomenal. And because of you, we're going to keep talking and keep recording and providing a weird distraction. And I forgot to tell you my new outro because before we're using that like makeshift jk rowling quote that i made up from her original quote from harry potter but we're not doing that we're not doing that anymore so now we're just going to use our sign off is need a distraction we got you because we do love you (laughs) stay weird stay safe don't murder people and you know if you're going to open a portal be safe about it (laughs) bye bye Hey there, do you like movies, cartoons, video games, anime, and everything in between? Then we have a show for you. The Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Every week, Josh and Ben bring you all the latest and greatest in movie reviews, news, commentaries, interviews, special guests, and tons of bonus episodes. New episodes come out every Monday. We also make great nerdy content on our YouTube channel. You can find our show anywhere podcasts are found. The Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast. Your one stop for all your nerdy needs. Stay nerdy, my friends.